So how are the kids? How is school going for the kids at the school where you work? <laughs> That's what I was going to answer in the first place. Was, okay. Yes. So I was going to say that one, I totally believe, I'm sure that I've said this on this show before. I fully believe in the whole full moon theory. Many people, you always said, well, I never see that. To which I always said, what? Well, you work in a building full of kids going through puberty. <laughs> so you won't notice the change. But I notice the differences and the changes around the full moon. Why? Because children are werewolves. Is that your theory that you told me today? <laughs> There was this beautiful theory that you came up with. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'll look into that. But full moon was this past Sunday. Mm -hmm. And we also had a sub today. So that was real fun. That's fun. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, it was a busy day. <laughs> full of a lot of emotions. Some were mine. <laughs> Why? We mean why? Well, why? Why were they some of your emotions? Because I could see the way that the kids were behaving. And I, my first thought was, you know, you would not be doing this if the teacher were here. Mm -hmm. Come on now. Right. Right. <laughs> so I know that, you know, you always act up for a sub. I did. I'm sure you did. Now you're, you know, calling all your teachers and saying, I'm so sorry I acted this way. No. That's what I do when my kids act out. I call my mom. I'm so sorry I treated you this way. I've never called my old teachers and apologized. Why? <laughs> Is there a reason you keep asking me why? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, he never even asks me in one month why the amount of times you have in this what two minute, three minute time span. Why? <laughs> I knew you were just waiting. You didn't care. <laughs> so would you like to tell me why you continually ask me why? Oh, so you're turning the tables now. I am. Yeah, tell me like, why. Why? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's the question always, right? At the root of everything. It is one of the questions, yes. One of the questions. <laughs> Literally. Well, I mean, we talk about it all the time as far as, like, that's really how you get to critical thinking and the school and what we actually push for for everybody to be able to ask this question of why, what's the root, what's the reason of people doing what they do. At the end of the day... We have the process that they do. We might know what they're after, right? And all that kind of stuff. But like really dissecting like why in the end is that the goal, you know? And I really kind of think about that all the time of how we how we sell that to people and how our children keep asking all the time why. And anybody with young kids gets so tired of the question. And we talked about this before of like 
gosh, just stop asking me over right, right. and over again. And finally, you're just like, because I said so. Like, that's why. And you appeal to authority. And I kind of thought about that a little bit longer than that. I'm like, okay, but why does that work sometimes? Why does what work sometimes? Like whenever you When you responded, say because I said so? No, not whenever oh. you say because <laughs> I said so, but because like when you give an answer and the kid finally like nods their head and kind of walks away like, okay. Oh, they're just bored with you. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> like okay. They did not get an answer. They're just thinking, okay, so yeah, I'm gonna, there's a ball over here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do something else. I'm gonna play that. I'm gonna do something else that's not, these people are boring now. Right. And I think that that's actually the case more than anything <laughs> else also within our political system. Because like, I think now that even with our children, if you ask why the sky is blue over and over and over again, if you give enough of a scientific answer, the person just goes, okay, well, I'm just done. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, I can't. So I feel in this relationship sometimes. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. The kids will ask a question. I don't know how long you ranted tonight. I kind of zoned out a little bit because I was, yeah, I not just because I still love you. I just Uh want you to know that. Right. But sometimes you do get a little heated. Like when you were trying to be heated and you slammed down your hand on the table. And because I wasn't paying full attention, the kids were, I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Jumped a little bit. But I mean, they loved it. So. Right. Must have been doing something right. Right. But I mean, if you just hit it over and over again enough, right, the people get bored, distracted, and just go like, like they just fade away. I was like, oh, what do they do? Okay. <laughs> is that a scientific term as well? That is exactly. You can look that up in the back <laughs> of the biology book. You're like, okay, how do you. Wait, how do you spell that? Is it with a P or a B or like. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is that in the glossary? <laughs> it's like, well, like bolded and highlighted. Seen the new textbooks like where they highlight the word for you too? Mm-hmm. It's like, why? Like, like, is there any interaction? Like, the whole point of highlighting is to interact with the text. Wait, they highlight it and bold it. <laughs> Some of the new textbooks like do the highlight. I was gonna say maybe you. it's because they're colorblind. I'm like, wait, if they're colorblind, can they see? They still see the bold, but they can't see the. Maybe they can see the highlighter color. I'm I'm not really sure. I haven't. I'm sure you could tell me all about colorblindness and how that works, but that makes no sense. No, it's, it's how lazy not... you got to be. Well, it's also <laughs> like they're trying to remove the barriers, right? But they're giving you, they're taking away the interaction of you with the amount of work that you're putting in. Oh, for sure. To engage with it. I'll just look at all the highlighted slash bolded words and then I'll just memorize those and that's it. Right. And I don't have to read the rest of it because it, it's fine. Right. And if you like highlight the word and you talk about it enough in a conversation and say, here's the bold, here's the bold, here's the bold, like these are the points like driving it home over and over and over again, then that's just a regurgitation of whatever you need to know. And then you win on the test. And right. Yada, yada, yada. It's the same thing with our children. Right. If I give an elaborate, detailed explanation of everything that works and don't simplify it down to like these bullet points of definitions and answer that as the why here it is. Boom. You don't have to think about it anymore. Here's the answer. Is it really a why? Is that really the why that they're getting with? Or is it just that you're bored with the context? and You're like, if I can just get past this, I'm done. The real real. You know, I honestly feel like our kids are. 
I think sometimes it's a struggle for other people because we talk to our kids about compromises and that they have to ask people why Mm -hmm. and don't just accept because I said so. Right. And so I think that that's a struggle for a lot of other people. I mean, and I'm not going to say it's not a struggle for us sometimes because if after I have already given a reason and I've given that reason multiple times, normally to Bryson. Right. It is, you know, my answer. I try really hard not to say because I said so. I right. probably said it maybe a handful of times. I think it's part of our generation. Like we try to re- we reject that so fundamentally at certain right. parts of time. We're like, no, I'm not going to appeal to this authority. <laughs> right. I got to give a really good explanation. Continue. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. No, it's fine. I just think that we try very hard not to say because I say because I said so. Right. I'd rather say shut up. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Stop asking me. Go away. Go play. We love you. Bye. Bye. No, I, we just pat ourselves on the back for that. But sometimes, you know, they also don't stop asking why. (laughs) Right. Right. Until you finally say, I've already told you, I'm not going to tell you again. Right. And and I think that that's Mm -hmm. kind of what I was talking about behaviors and enforcing these rules Right. Like as far as like we give somebody a rule and they push back and say, well, why? That's not fair. Why? Like, why do I need to do that thing? Right. And there's certain authority figures that appeal to that. And like even proposing the question is kind of call for challenging of the authority. And our at least one of our kids has Mm -hmm. gotten in trouble multiple times. And I'm not sure if we've even talked about this on the Delta before. But I know we've had multiple conversations about how internally, yes, <laughs> yes, how one of our kids is very much a play the game type of kid, right? And then another kid is definitely a questioner mm-hmm. of, but why do we have to do this, right? And that child is always met with huge ramifications mm-hmm. and kind of gets in trouble, right, for asking why, yeah, and. I try very hard to support teachers and because I mean, I'm not a teacher myself. You were one for multiple years. I work with teachers. I understand sometimes and sometimes I don't agree with the way a teacher responds. Right. But it's a compromise. Like that communication is established. Right. You discuss the rationale, the why that the teacher did what they did by shutting down the why. And sometimes we still disagree with that at some points in time. But I understand what it means to have. 30 kids in the classroom and not right. have to engage do every you, single question. Do you? 30 kids, really? But in the very, Have very, you ever had 30 kids in a classroom? I'm just curious. Yes. Have in you? In the very, very beginning. Okay. And then like when I was first, like the school started to dwindle, yeah. right? As far right. as it goes, because people keep moving and sure. influx and outflux. But like in the very beginning, like whenever I joined the school that I just had moved from, um, we had two biology classes because it was so full. The most that I could remember ever that you told me, because I'd always make sure I had like a copy of your schedule. Um, I feel like the most that I can remember right off the top of my head was 16 kids in your biology class. That was it. <laughs> I feel like that's all I can remember. Well, the class so, started like dwindling. Right. Yeah. I mean, there was a significant change in the environment within the town and that type of stuff. So, and that's not a, unique feature of rural America right now. Right, right. <laughs> so, but anyway, you were talking about how a class full of 30 kids, and I can understand how if you're looking at it, you're like, I don't want 
to handle each one of these questions endlessly just because like an adult has one toddler in front of them and the, and the question goes why 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 those questions of authority get annoying and sometimes you don't know if it's just a, a means of distraction a means to like pull at a thread that is just there but there's a change in that as far as whether or not you're asking to challenge a rule or to understand the ethical like justification for why we have to do something versus questioning why something is. Well, I think one people, adults, I was going to say teachers who've been teaching for a long time, even younger, newer teachers should be able to look at it and say, okay, and analyze the situation. Not saying they all do, but okay. Why is this kid asking me? Are they doing it just to be a turd Mm -hmm. or are they, legitimately want to know why right Two, all kids don't question authority right all kids aren't sitting there asking multiple times and three there was a situation this year where the school kids that i work with came back from one of the specials classes and there were so many conflicts between them Mm -hmm. in this class that the teacher stopped what she was doing. I was so impressed by this. And I even told her afterwards, stopped what she was doing Mm -hmm. and asked all the kids. And I know each grade level would be different, right? but sat them all down. And they said, can it, or she said, can anybody tell me, would you raise your hand? And I want you to tell me something without saying the person's name. You say someone. And then, something that might've happened that made you upset or feel hurt or that you got hurt maybe. Mm -hmm. And so she went through each of their concerns and I I know I'm up there interpreting all this and thinking, this is taking a long time. She's got a lesson to get back to, (laughs) which I'm sure she's thinking the same thing. And then she said, okay, so tell me some of the things that were good and you know, kind of like the poop sandwich, but at the same time there, there was no, you know, there was no, sandwich there was no well, you work in elementary school i know well i could i couldn't say you know the rated pg-13 i don't know what they it's would not rated that. r that'd be weird <laughs> anyway e so, just because you have poop sandwich right, for everyone it's rated e for everyone poop sandwich it's and explicit. like that's what the e is oh well i was podcast. thinking video games sure. e for, e for everyone, everyone. <laughs> 10 plus <laughs> anyway so and so she went through all of those positive things mm-hmm. and afterwards they did some kind of brain break or something. And I said, it was really cool to watch you stop mm-hmm. your entire day and take like actually address all their concerns. Right. And she said, one, my, I know that my schedule will be off now. I'll mm-hmm. have to adjust it. But two, I knew that if I did not address it, now their feelings would be there the rest of the day. Right. So the teacher has to stop and answer a why question. Mm-hmm. It's not a, you do it because I'm the teacher. Right. You're just going to do your job. Right. And get you get in trouble for asking. Yeah. I don't think that's fair at all. And while I am supportive of most teachers, when my kiddo came home and told me that I was very frustrated by it. Right. And so I did have a talk with 
our kiddo, but I did not say anything to the teacher. So I don't know if you had a different, because you were there for that, I believe. But I don't think you addressed it or I don't think we ever really talked in depth about it. So I didn't know your thoughts on would you confront the teacher? Would you bring it up? I know that there were other situations that came up where you said, basically, if you didn't participate in this thing that everybody else did, would you feel left out? Would you feel different? Whatever. They said, yes. You said, okay, then we're not going to address it. That was something else. So I didn't know how you felt about the challenging, I say challenging, but Mm -hmm. asking why, because the kid legitimately wanted to know, would you address the teacher from parent aspect or perspective and from the teacher perspective as well um and so if it was a behavioral thing right as far as them asking why uh, repeatedly there's these rules that have been set some of them are a kick and some of them are enforced by the teacher because they're enforced on the teacher too. Right. So it's like, you don't make the rules as a teacher. The school board makes the rules, the handbook and all of that gets passed down and is enforced by the principal through the teacher. Right. And the teacher is the first interaction of that student with that rule. So even if the teacher disagrees themselves with how that works, right? They might not have a real good justification personally until they just say, well, that's the rule. That's the school. Like, that's how I handled it sometimes at high school. The kids would push back, and I didn't necessarily believe, agree with the dress code that was going on. True. But I had to look at it and go, that's the system that we're working in. And if you don't have the power right now, right? To change the system, you have to wait. You have to continue to work in the system so that you can eventually have the power to change it. And that's extremely frustrating. Absolutely. Especially for adults that are now at our ages and we're looking at them like, we still don't have the power to do this. We still don't have the ability to be able to like look at the system and go, Absolutely. I want these things and we're still asking, they go, well, that's, that's the rules. That's, that's the bureaucracy. That's the, you know, <laughs> the whole types of thing is like the Kafka-esque, right? Type of like, yeah. there's the system and it runs and the trial runs and runs and runs and nobody's actually in charge, but the machine continues to grind and everybody asks why, but we don't really have a really Nobody good knows. answer for it. There's really no reasoning for that. I don't necessarily think that's always the case, but in a certain way, pointing the finger as to who has the best rationale, you find out that like the moral codes that are being instituted on these rules are widely, there's a wide variety of them depending on who you're talking to that's interpreting the law, who's enforcing, like all of that matters. Of course. And most of that's not discussed. Like we don't really teach ethics or morality, however you want to cut that, I don't care. Like some people think they're synonymous. A lot of people argue that they're not like we won't get into splitting hairs and, and then anybody that like wants to we'll talk about it later. But like my real thing is that we have a foundation inside of our country that's very much aligned with this is the way that things are. And I want to teach this because we're losing sight of morality. And my problem is, is that like if you can appeal to a certain version of morality by attaching it to some kind of religious text or you can attach it to some other kind of like belief structure of any kind 
and imposing that upon a child and saying that this is the morality that you're supposed to believe, it does cut immediately the ability to question why. It immediately appeals to that authority and says, that's mm. just, just the way it is. And it becomes this whole, well, why? And like, well, you know, because I said so. And that is the ultimate, like, limitation. Yeah, we're going to shut rationale. it down right there. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not saying that this teacher was doing that from any aspect, but I was also thinking like there were authority figures that those kids don't have a, don't have interaction. Do you with remember that conversation at all? I can't remember what was asked. What our kiddo asked the teacher. I, I cannot remember. I but... don't know. It's been, it, there's been multiple times. I can't pinpoint that one interaction okay. that we've talked about before. There was a question that came home today about our, about our dress code. You know what I mean? Like there, right. was, a, there was a conversation right. about that at our dinner table for a moment too. And the arguments that we discussed, why things happen the way that they do. But I was thinking ethics, 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 right? As far as how we do this questioning of why and why we teach certain things certain ways. But another aspect of this is like, when we look at the justification, how we get there, Sometimes, sometimes we have a, a tendency to say, this is what we want people to know. The what. We want them to know what it is. Here's the what. Not the when so much, but this is what happened. Can you give me an example specifically? Sure. So if you look at the, if you look at a news story, right? right. Objectively, this is what happened. Right. They don't okay. they don't analyze the, the motivations or the reasoning or it's the just rationale. all the factual it's information. Like, that's Here's right the there. what here's okay. the objective is boom. Right. Here's right. the and then there's the how here's the how how it occurred. Right. Step by step. This started. Then this happened. Then this happened and this happened. And then this was the end result. Boom, 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 boom. And they lay it all out. OK. They lay it all out. And that's what it is. And then at the end, we're all done. It's all done laying out all the facts and all that kind of stuff. We sell, try to, on the back end, try to talk about the why. Why did that happen? We analyze all the information. We read the book. And we're like, why does, why does all, and we, we, we think about it and think about it. We go over it over and over again to really analyze what the, and that's what humans do, right? We ho hopefully collect a bunch of information, a lot of evidence, and start looking at how do we get here? What events led to that? And then what was the cause of all those events? And the issue is, is that that's not the way you sell people on buying into your platform, your idea, and ultimately the thing that you're trying to sell them, whether it be a product or a candidate. So we're going to come back to that in just a moment. Does that sound good? Yep. Sounds great. So Yeah. Support this show and all of the work in the Heartland Pod universe by going to heartlandpod.com and clicking the Patreon link to sign up. Membership starts at $1 per month and goes up from there with extra shows and special access at the higher levels. Heartlandpod.com, click the Patreon link, or just go to Patreon and search for the Heartland Pod. No matter the level you choose, your membership helps us create these independent shows as we work together to change the conversation. Now back to the show. Okay, follow me on this for just a second. Okay. Let's say that the way that we sell things to people 
is backwards from the way that we critically think about things. All right. So products are different than the way that we educate people, obviously. But is that really what we need to be doing in this model? So let me take it like this. Okay. Okay. Imagine that I was trying to convince a child of something. All right. And I told them what that thing is. Right. And how humanity understood that thing. And I stopped. Right. That's the textbook. Right. Okay. There's the bolded information. Right. This is what the information is. This is how we got there. This is how it happens okay. inside of that. Boop. And, there was, and then that last like question four that everybody was always worried about is like critical thinking question at the end right, of the chapter right. that everybody's like <laughs> hated that growing four. up. Like, and they're like, and she was like, I'll let you out. Like just do one through three. And we're like, yes, yes. I don't have to do the rational thinking part. Cause it takes right. forever. I have to write an essay. I can't just copy, but that's the thing. That's really the it's thing. The we were so excited yeah. to not have to do that piece. Why? We were excited because the other ones were just what and how. And to really get to the why, we had to really, had to really dig deeper. think about it. We yeah. had to dig deep. But that's how we fun focus all of our school. So every single textbook is. And that's how we position all of our tests. You eventually grow up and you understand critical thinking. You know what I mean? You're right. eventually able to do critical. You know, like I learned my methodology as far as like how to write a book and how to how to grammatically correct a sentence and how to read and how to do math. And like I have my tool set now and like I can do all my things. And then you get to, you know, middle school a little bit later on. And you know, I'm not saying there's not critical thinking inside of elementary school. I'm not saying that that's not there. But what I'm saying is like all of a sudden you level up to high school and they're like, here's these. And we're like, oh, my God, please, no. Please don't. I don't want to do the essay. <laughs> and really, it's because it's backwards. Because we've worked our way from what to how to why. When really, the way they sell things to us on the TV, on the politicians sell their candidacy to us, in the way that we sell ideas to one another, is we start with the reason why you need this thing. Then we tell you how you're going to get to that version of yourself that we just sold you on. And then we say, by the way, this is what I have to give you. So we sell ideologies to people. You're not buying a car. You're buying a lifestyle of adventure. <laughs> you're right. not buying, right, this aspect of like the, the classic example is like uh, that was from way a long time ago of the TED Ed was like you're not buying a computer from Apple it's because we and you think different and how you do that is to so use this product and by the way we just so happen to make the computer that will <laughs> let you do that Welcome. So you're buying the state of mind. You're buying, and this is not a phenomenon that nobody right, actually right. Like, comprehends. Like we've all been seeing it, but boom, 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 it's right here, it's right here. Here's all these ideologies that we're actually buying into. M&M's tried it, right? Here's an ideology. You know, like, like here's, here's, we're going to advocate for acceptance, diversity, and celebrate women. 
right? Right. So we did all those M&M packages and there was a substantial amount of pushback against it because the ideology was different. It was a shift in the way of the why, right? People just want the chocolate. I want the <laughs> chocolate, right? But the thing is, is that at the very- Hold on, hold on. I totally thought you were just talking. You listen to Eminem, the rapper, all the time. So I was like, what's he talking So they <laughs> sold these packages. What is he talking about? Eminem sold packages of what? And then you said, there's another chocolate. I'm like, still could be talking about the rapper. But oh, So in my mind, I was like, I have no, no idea where this guy is going. Because this does not make sense. With the rapper, I was like, respect women. Like, I've heard some of its songs. They're pretty intense. <laughs> this is very, this is going way far away from this content that I've heard. Yeah. I was so lost. <laughs> Does it all make sense now? Sorry, got it. Yeah. Yep, back okay, on track. Back I just on thought track. I'd share right. that, the, that little um, tangent in right. my so brain. Shut all that down, right? We have a new chief of fun or whatever it is, right? right? But the actual. Maya Rudolph is the, right. is the representative it's of like, it. Bail. Like, no, but, like, right. Yeah. So all those packages just sit at Dollar General now stacked up. And I don't know if they're selling. Well How can they not sell them? It's still chocolate is chocolate is chocolate. But the point is, is that originally what they're selling still is fun. Right. They're right. selling fun. So they shifted from this idea of, OK, we tried to make this statement and we didn't realize that it would break the Internet. So we're now going back to fun. Enjoy life. Right. Celebration, Coca-Cola. Right. All that kind of fun stuff to make sure that we actually have the aspects of, wow, this is exciting. Great, great product, because what I really want is a nice cola on a sunny day. Right. I get to hang out with my friends. <laughs> right, right. So that's my really concern that I'm actually looking at is when we sell things to people as products, we tell them the why they want to buy it first as the idea as opposed to what they had learned in the past or what they originally learned in school which they didn't learn the why until later if at all to be critical or, right, right, right. And we got rid of question number four so there was really never digesting and figuring out why the answers in the book are the way that they are because at the same point in time we've always positioned it with this is what and this is how but on the tv it gets us right away right with, to the why to the why so we don't ever still have to critically think. They answer question four for us and they work us backwards to three, two, and one. And all of a sudden we're like, yeah, of course I want that definition. So going back around, what was your question for me? Do you think what? Do you think that school should flip it? I feel like you're right as far as if you give them the why first, they're not, I mean, not forced to critically think, but... I don't remember being pushed to do a lot of critical thinking mm -hmm. growing up mm -hmm. in school. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if your education background was any different, but I don't feel like we were pushed to critically think at all. I feel like I was, you know, led to you so that that's all I ha uh, that's all I'm able all to do now. That's 100% of my time. So like we do this on Wednesdays, right? <laughs> but like this is 100% of the time. Yes. You're just, you, the audience just gets a taste. I'm of miserable. <laughs> but why? <laughs> I see but, what you did there. Yeah, sure. But the point is, is that I really wonder 
by skipping those critical thinking questions at the end and not pushing that level of thought if that's how these things slip in in a certain respect because it's not that we really have to digest the why ever. Well, you don't make decisions for yourself in a sense. I mean, sure, there are people who are like, yeah, I'm... I'm not a sheep. You don't right, know what I right. mean. And so they're like, okay, I realize what you're doing here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm going to formulate my own opinions. Right. Kind of thing. Right. Sure. But most of the time, those people have been sold an ideology already. And that becomes a paradigm that they look at all the other evidence and they go, this one, I don't like this one. I like this one confirms what I bias. This one's okay. This one's okay. And at right. the very end, it's like, they're not critically thinking and challenging their own. Why? What they're actually doing is just using the why that they were sold earlier on to work backwards from four to one and go, yeah, of course I love science. I just saw this Tony Stark thing. You know, he stands there and he's like pushing things to the side and up and down. You're like, yeah, not this one. I like this yeah, one. No, yeah, not this one. Yeah. I just see him like, like minority throwing report things to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the kind yes. of thing that I think of sometimes, but I really don't know how to position myself now looking at how I think of critical thinking and how that reverses the way that we are actually engaged with our society that we're sold the why right away. So the ones of us that go backwards and we look at the product, right? And we don't work all the way backwards to the why because they're literally just selling us that. Boom, it's done, right? It's a version of our future self that we really, really want. We don't critique that. Right. Because you can't get there through thinking just about chocolate. Right. Or a wrapper. Well, whatever your frame of reference is. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. I just I think about that sometimes now how they sell us people for running for office, how they sell us products in general. But when we package these Things that seem like these ideologies that we uphold, they never actually have to tell us the what until they get where they want to be. And then that's the what. But we only voted for the middle part of that golden circle. We only said like critically thought for me. I agree with that part. Of course, I want to have fun. Of course that I want the fun. But Anna doesn't like chocolate. So if she said, I want to have fun and I delivered her chocolate and said, this is the product we have now because this is how we got there. She doesn't like that. Even though she's with a huge minority, she doesn't like normal like chocolate. So she'd be unhappy even though she bought into the ideology of fun. So I'm just wondering, like, that's the critical thinking that I think is missing sometimes that we skipped question number four too often. For sure. Yeah. And now they can sell us question number four and never have to worry about whether or not they have to go back through the glossary and say, (laughs) by the way, we highlighted this term for you. Remember the easy part? (laughs) That's chocolate. (laughs) You like that? I do. (laughs) A lot. It's like your poo sandwich. I know. (laughs) That's chocolate. <laughs> the Delta is a Midmap Media production, produced by Nicholas and Christina Linke. You can check out some of our family projects at glassroomhive.com, including Stinkfinks, our family videos, 
Darm and Elden, our children's book, The Miore, our adult fiction, and follow me directly at Nicholas A. Linky on socials. And we'll talk again another time. Bye.